terrible look in my eyes. I've realised now. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name's Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely... Sandra Scott and our fabulous guest today is... Is me, Mart. Mart Sang. Thanks for yeah. having me. Thank, Thank you, Mart, for coming on. And Mart is one of the most interesting people that we know who doesn't think that he's interesting. But yeah. you'll hear all about the amazing things that he does too. Um, so as we start off, we always shout out to the kids. Any little people who've done amazing things this week? Um, San, any little people have done amazing things? Well, not that little, but 50. Well, all my kids have been brilliant this week, actually, who I've been teaching. But Olivia today, who's 15, she's just 50. Oh, I forgot to say happy birthday to her. Olivia, happy birthday for yesterday, who's just 15. She, um, they have to prepare a speech in their school. Mm -hmm. and last year, she did about Black History Month, but she was really upset because the school said they weren't going to... Um, they don't celebrate it or anything. She said there's seven black girls in her school and there's over a thousand kids in the school. Wow. Asked the head teacher if they could do a notice board and the head teacher said no, um, it's too political or something like that. And people might want it rammed down their throats, which I thought was quite bad. So I said, well, all right then, why don't we? I know I teach you Spanish, but we do a bit of English as well. And I said, why don't you prepare a speech about someone who's been dead successful, a black person who's contributed a lot to society. And I talked about Mary Seacole and that, um, which she didn't know about. So we're going to look into that. And she's going to do that, which I think is turning something she's annoyed about into something massively positive and using it as an opportunity to educate people. So a massive shout out Plus, she's ace at Spanish after thinking she wasn't. So she's just fantastic. Well done, well done, Marta. Any little people? I know you've got thousands of little people. Um, yeah, we've with Airborne, we've got we've got quite a few little people there. Uh, our little Airborne All Stars, all the little cheerleaders, uh, and all the big cheerleaders. Uh, uh, they're actually in the gym tonight. They're they're training tonight. But yeah, all of those guys, they're awesome, and all the little free runners, trampolinas, and everybody else that throws them off things, and uh, all the parkour people. You're all cool. Amazing. Well done to all the little airborne people. Big shout out to you for <laughs> carrying on going and well done. And I'm going to give a little shout out to all the little Halloweeny people and all the kids during bonfire who, you know, were, were out and about and stuff like that. So I haven't got any little people to shout out to, but loads of bonfire things were happening, weren't they? And it was lovely to see on Facebook people with the little sparklers and things like that. Although the bangs of the fireworks are just not good enough now. They're just like far too loud. Yeah. Oh, my dog was petrified. Oh, yeah. So my, mine's all right. He's not bothered, but they were just ridiculous. Yeah. So I signed a petition to say they're too loud. The bangs are too loud. Mm -hmm. I love fireworks. Fireworks are my favourite things. But the bangs... I was getting in the car with the shopping and one banged over my head. And you can see everyone, like, buzzing off you. Know? <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, um, so they're too loud. I'm being probably... Yeah. So, so you want quieter yeah. fireworks? Yeah, just back to when we were younger, when you had fireworks that actually made a nice noise, went and things we like used that. used to have those little tiny bo boxes that you buy for, like, I don't know, quickie or whatnot, and you used to put what? a camera wheel on that never used to have enough power to spin. It just used exactly. To one bed you used to just like that, didn't it? Half a twirl, and that was it. I used to go to the display in Sefton Park, because I lived in Egbert. Mm -hmm. And you used to feel like the ground was erupting underneath you. It was that loud. So I don't know what you two were on about. They were like, but they are, but now they're even louder. Now they're just like, 
And I think if anybody's struggling with like any PTSD or anything like that, they must be absolutely the noise is just it's just gone too far now. So they need to just rein it in a bit and make fireworks enjoyable again. Well, yeah. the other thing is, you go on for 24 hours either side of bonfire nights as well. Yeah, they just yeah. started on Thursday and they just kept going around the clock. So it, yeah. I took Ronan's girlfriend because she's Italian, so she wanted to experience bonfire night. So I took her. There was a little display over in Liso, so I went over. Did love it? Yeah. Yeah, she did. She really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah so Morgan, my laddie, and uh, his friend Morgan came in the other day and they, they bought some fireworks to take down. And do a little display with some of the mates. But oh, some of these rockets that they are, people like good missiles. I know. <laughs> that was nearly as tall as me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Stuart sent me a photograph and there was like a five foot rocket. I was like, yeah. he just dropped Thomas to it. He was like, oh. But they must be really expensive. Yeah, oh, Stuart loves fireworks. It's his favorite thing in the world. It's fireworks and fire. He's like a fire supporter. <laughs> I did see though on, on one of the Facebook groups because I've got on all those bars, you know, the home built bars one. And this yeah. poor guy built his bar and a firework, straight firework, it landed on it and burns his, his pride and joy down. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny that. No. <laughs> all that beer. <laughs> yeah, the beer should put it out. All the spirits are go up in flames, would they? Yeah. Anyway. Success this week. What amazing thing has happened to you this week that you're going to share with everybody, San? Um, well, and normally I have little trivial things, but I am really excited this week because I can okay to officially announce. So Ronan's joined the business, which I'm delighted about. Um, in chat, when I say the business, I mean chat away, not what we do with IP and chat away. And Ronan is setting up a whole translation arm of the business. So we're officially, I've always done a few translations, but I've never promoted it. So he's out and about and he's going networking tomorrow, going to an event and promoting the business. So I'm really, really happy. He's got his business cards and everything. Oh, and brilliant. He's doing translations through Chatterway, so I'm quite excited. So he's uh, recruiting a big register of translators, um, qualified translators. Mm -hmm. And then also we're expanding our tutor and network as well, which I look after. So that's all very good. So that's exciting. Brilliant. And of course, today's a great day because I went to a... Uh, tranquility in town in um williamson street and saw the lovely bernadette and had my roots done so i'm ecstatic <laughs> i was thinking your hair was very nice yeah every other wednesday again i'm what more do you want in life it just makes me happy guys <laughs> and what's happened to you mart this uh, week this this week it's it's been quite exciting, actually. Uh, not, not really for me, but uh, my kids. So uh, Morgan, my boy, he's just finished uh, a commercial diving course down in Cornwall. Uh, so he got back uh, yeah, a week or so ago. But he's been out doing his first jobs, his first diving jobs down in Swansea. Uh, got a couple more coming up. And uh, our May, who's 18, uh, she's... Uh, just got an interview for Older Hay. Uh, that's just come through today. Oh, um, brilliant. So um, that's for a physio assistant. So she's uh, she's got, got, got an interview, which is great. She's not, not got the job, but it's it's the first step in. So. No, no, fantastic. Have you got to do this? Fingers round, all is sound to males. She'll get that. She's gorgeous. She'll get it. <laughs> I hope yeah. so. To all the physios listening in Older Hay, give her the job. <laughs> Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, so I've had um, some amazing Zoom meetings um, 
the today I've had, I've had two today um and we're booked in to go to manchester with lou we're booked in to go to a school to um next week and we're booked in to go to um the blackie in town the um the community center the blackie we're going to go there in january and also do a little bit of something over with the christmas period with the kids and we are going to archbishop beck um tennis center on the 4th of december which is going to be an open session so people can come along and play um, and just have a, an experience of what lou is all about so yeah massively positive which is great because Things are starting to move, which is uh, sometimes you work really hard so you're behind the scenes and people don't mm -hmm. realise what you do. You think yeah. that you just lock up and play on this game and stuff, but all the hard work that we've been doing. Um, and so a shout out to um, Emmett and Beth and Jack, um, you know, for, for supporting us as well, which is cool. So, yeah, so amazing. Um, so, yeah, good weeks for all of us. Brilliant. So we now play this or that. Okay. okay. So, Mart, I'm going to ask you and Sandra. Sandra, last me and you, this or that. Um, Sandra, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first then. Okay, I'm going to get in before you do. Okay. Parkour. I know. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Parkour or gymnastics? For me? Yeah, Mart. Parkour. I can't believe you've asked that, Sam. That my first one. Well, it's it's slightly different. My first one, so I'm going to say it anyway. Um, and what was yours? I'll tell What's you in a minute. Um, okay. My answer would be, um, even though I've never done it, parkour, because I wanted to learn. Is it called the gorilla where you put your hands on and your feet slide through first? A kong kong vault. Yeah, a kong vault. I want to learn how to do one of them. He's still a gorilla, isn't he? Yeah. King Kong. He's a gorilla. King Kong. Yeah. Like yeah, him. I want to learn how to do one of them because it just looks amazing. Cool. Yeah. We'll have to do another trip to the academy. Definitely. We definitely need to book a trip to the academy. Definitely, 100%. Okay. My first one was free running or trampolining? Uh, for me, free running. It is, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Uh, you know what the, kid, what the kids do, what Morgan does, and, you know, some of the other guys on trampolines is absolutely amazing. Morgan's not the best, you know, he does a lot of freestyle stuff and, you know, he's not the tidiest or he's not gymnastic trampoline sort of train. Uh, but what's, what some of those guys do on there is absolutely awesome. But they just scare me, trampolines. I just, uh, I, I think uh, watching the guys on, on the floor doing parkour, free running and doing the vaults, doing, you know, what they do down there. I know the guys on trampolines and the train to do it and you know, know what they're doing. I just know from me bouncing around on the, my legs go up and down and my arms <laughs> back a little bit when I jump on them. So, uh, yeah, I never feel totally in control. Not that I, I can, I'm really good at free, free run and parkour and I can do all that, but at least yeah. I know my limits and I'm not going to ping off somewhere. And <laughs> But you are you are a, an Olympic trained tumbling coach, aren't you? No, I'm I'm a tumbling. Yeah, I I, I used to train tumbling. Yeah, I, yeah. and I like uh, I like tumbling, uh, and I th I think you know getting the kids to do or uh, the working towards certain tumble skills and and stuff like that. that that's like really really rewarding for 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 when I was actually teaching it. Yeah. I don't get a chance anymore. I'll leave it up to 
the guys in the academy. I, I'm, me, and, me and my wife, Jules, we both sort of step back a lot now. Um, and, you know, we've got a great, great bunch of coaches. Uh, the directors in there, they're really good. And they're just, you know, they, they've got it all covered. And Jules is really busy in her day job. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I, but I am as well. I'm, yeah. We've felt we need a little bit more time out. So, yeah. Great bunch of managers in there, and, and, and sure. well, I know Martha went to him. Um, I delivered some training quite a few years ago now when I was at the ADHD Foundation about mm-hmm. managing with ADHD, and I did, I did um, this training to all the coaches in there, and it was ridiculous because they did everything already, they were just all amazing. How they were with the young people, you couldn't tell them anything because they did it. <laughs> Just oh, we're going to get on to all of that. We're going to get on to all of that because I don't want to sort of diverse too much. Okay. So we're going to go with all this or that, your second one, Sam. Sorry. Okay, then. Theatre or cinema, Mart? Cinema. Oh. Um, Do love cinema. Theatre for me. Theatre for me. What about you, Sam? Theatre for me. I love the cinema, but if okay. I had to choose theatre... But the ticket price is reflected in that, isn't it? At the minute, mm-hmm. price the but uh, you do get all the action stuff in the cinema, don't you? But um, yeah. I love my little cinema just down the way. I live in New Brighton. We got the light cinema down there. I love that one. It's a lovely little cozy cinema. Amazing! I've never been there. Um, okay, so chicken feet or frog's legs? Ah. <laughs> I'm going frog's legs, although I did grow up, uh, yeah, with my dad. And my dad was uh, from Hong Kong, and uh, yeah, he, he put all kinds of stuff in my bowl. And uh, yeah, we had all kinds of different things. There's, there's some uh, great stories. We used to have uh, tanks in the back of our garden, uh, big black tanks. And my dad used to have eels and all kinds of stuff out in the back. When I was like four years old, he used to go, Martin, you go out, catch me, eel. So four-year-old me used to come back <laughs> and eel wrapped around me arm. Like, I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> so yeah, so chickens feet and stuff, you know, they're cool. I like them, get them in the tie pan all the time. But I do uh-huh. like frog legs. What about you, son? Um, so I've never, I've pulled the tendons on chicken feet like used to when you were a kid. My mum would get them in St John's Market and go like that. And that was my entertainment for the day, like that, you know, classy child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pulled it and the feet went like that. So uh, we used to get them as kids. <laughs> but um, in terms of eating them, I've never eaten a chicken's foot, but I have had frog's legs. Frog's legs are fine, so frog's legs. I'm going to take you for chicken's feet. So Maybe. Martin, I'm vegan now. <laughs> we went out for um, a, a BNI little power team meeting, and yeah. it was me and Sean and Martin. I can't think who else was there. And Mark calls the waiter over and goes, and, and off he goes. And me and Sean is out there, and he comes back with a bowl of chicken feet, and he goes, "Yeah, Sean, I've one." Sean's face was just like it was just the funniest thing that I've ever. That was the best meal. I remember that. That was the best meal because you ordered off menu. Mark just ordered for us, and the food was brilliant, wasn't it? The food's amazing in the Taipan, but not chicken feet for me. So I'd go frog's legs. Frog's legs. Have you had frog's legs? How? Yeah, I've had frog's legs. I had, I had Chris, and they came out on the plate, and they had like they were like just a proper yeah. little frog's leg. Like yeah. that, and I was like, oh, that's like a little bit, but they were crispy frog's legs and they do just taste like chicken. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Morgan Boyd is listening in. 
Oh, and Morgan Boyd cool. says, Martin taught me to backflip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. How cool is that? Okay, okay, Sam, what's your last one? I just want to say about the frog's legs. You can oh, buy yeah. them in France. They're literally in the frozen food section. And you buy them in a bag, just like you get a, like a bag of spinach. Like chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to chicken nuggets, you've got your frog's legs. You just take them home in France and cook yep. them. When I stayed there, that's what I did. And I got them and we had them for our tea. Okay. Along with escargot snails, which I oh, love. Yeah. I, no, I like Oh, I love them. Absolutely. No. no. And what's your next one, Sam? Okay. Skiing holiday or climbing holiday? Ooh. So I've never, I'll do all the things that I've done quite a, diff, a lot of different sports and uh, mm. different things. I've never been skiing or snowboarding. I've been on artificial slopes and whatnot uh but we've never done it me and jules have and the kids and uh, morgan has uh i never been but i would like to go oh you'd love i'm it. dead shocked i thought you would have been a snowboarder like going i thought you'd be like yes yeah, the snowboarding no we uh before the kids came along for me and jules and ruined everything <laughs> uh, we, we used to have uh, jet skis and we used to have a, a boat so we used to wakeboard, which is sort of like yeah. ski, uh, snowboarding behind mm -hmm. the boat. So we used to have this big towel on the back of the boat that used to pull you along. And you had two big uh, what's it, wakes, so you'd hit yeah. the, uh, hit it and then do jumps and stuff. So it, I've, I've done that, but I, I would really like to have a go with a skiing holiday. You'd be ace at skiing. You'd be boss at skiing. And the upgrade ski is amazing. I, what I about you, Stan? Would you rather go climbing or skiing? <laughs> Skiing, hands down. I'm not a good skier, as I've said before, but I love it. I love the environment. I love mountains and snow, and the aqua ski is fantastic. And it's just a just a really brilliant week. It's holiday, you know. You feel dead good afterwards and everything. Yeah, and I think I'd go ski. I love skiing, and and although I would like to go, I'm not very good with heights, but I do like the thought of climbing. I'll, I'll walk up a mountain, mm -hmm. but to actually like climb up it, I'm I'm, I'm not very good at with heights i get a little bit like so i couldn't do like the abseil and all that sort of stuff oh, so no, i literally just before i was just sorting out my mind i've got a new coat by you uh jules bought me a new uh sort of uh, outdoor coat uh so i've got a backpack so i was sorting out all my climbing and me ice gear so i've got clipping my ice axes on and the crampons all oh, wow. downstairs yet so Oh, defo, yeah. No, I'd be up for it. I would I would be up for it, like, you know, as long as all the ropes and all that sort of stuff. And I know you're cool at all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but I would like, yeah, I would love to do. Um, okay, my last one. Yeah. Paddle boarding or kayaking? Not. You know what? I, lo I love both of them. Uh, and I love them for two separate reasons. Uh, paddle boarding is really cool. I'm, I'm not long, it must be about a year, year and a half ago. Uh, a friend of mine, really good, uh, one of my best mates, Jason, he got me into sort of paddleboarding, uh, and another one of my friends, Laura Martin, she instructs and she uh, she does it does it all. Uh, I, I like I like that because there is a social aspect as you go out and, and do that. I like kayaking. Uh, well, you, you guys have been in, the, in my blow mm. kayaking, whatnot. But uh, me and Jules went up to Scotland uh, and we went out with the dog. So my dog sits in the middle. Jules at the front, me at the back, and we just went out into. Uh, oh, boss, is that? 
Yeah, absolutely amazing. So I'll, I can't choose between different occasions. Different reasons, yeah. 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 What about you, Sam? Ah, well, um, now you're a seafaring woman. The fact that Martin got me kayaking is the miracle of this decade. Um, and what a brilliant experience it was. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, paddle boarding. No. But now you've been kayaking, would, do, would does paddle boarding appeal to you? Well, the thing is, it'd have to be that calm because as soon as there was a bump or something, I, you know what, I'm like, I'd fall over obviously and end up in the dock. So I felt much safer kayaking. I don't, I don't know how I'd feel. I, I might think that's stage two for you. You, 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 you. Remember when when you were young, you used to get badges with swimming. So you've done stage yeah, one. And I didn't get those badges. That's what the issue is. Oh. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> just lie on your back and you float i sink and they go you can't you can't sink everyone floats no they don't <laughs> you've got a life vest on you've got a yeah a Fine. all right okay and we'll get you to swim and cap. promise <laughs> swimming cap we're getting with the flowers on i'll put it up on top of me head i swim like that so my hair doesn't get wet like that yeah. Doggy paddle. Um, so I'm I'm really fortunate that that Mart took us um, kayaking, and uh, so I didn't go in the kayak. I went on the the paddle board, and it was just the best thing ever, and I absolutely loved it. Um, so I am massively grateful, and yeah. I do think I would love to become a proper paddle boarder and go off into like the wildy things and do a bit of paddle boarding. And when we went away for Rachel's birthday, um, I took a photograph of there was a, a board, and you could. Um, you can paddleboard along, I can't even think what the river, where we were. Um, and you can do a 100k paddleboard. Wow. So you paddleboard and then you, you you camp and then you paddleboard and you camp. And I thought, that would be boss, that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that could be there's something. A guy, there's a guy I know, uh, Dave Knight. Um, uh, another One of his friends, a guy, um, Mr. Woodhead, he's got all the, uh, you know, like the paddleboard and the... I forget what they're called now. There's one in New Brighton uh, where they do all the wakeboarding. Oh yeah. Uh, but Dave Knight, he's done. I think it's 365 days of paddleboarding. So he's been out every day, and he's been doing it for mental health. Wow. Uh, so he's been raising money. So uh, yeah, hats off. To yeah, um, hats off to him. That's boss, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So now we know a little bit more about this or that, we're now going to find out loads about Mr. Marty Sang. So Marty is one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet in your life. And he doesn't think he's very interesting, but he's, he really, really is interested. And it was dead funny because Gary Miller was on our show and Marty said, oh, what an interesting guy. And I said, oh, you'll have to come on. He went, oh, no, you don't want, you don't want people like me. But he is, like, super interesting, done loads and loads of stuff. Um. And we're just going to sort of, you know, Jules is amazing and, and the kids are amazing. And as, as a family unit, and the dog as well, as a family unit, you've done loads of amazing things mm -hmm. for so many different people. Yeah. Um, okay, and yeah. so it's like, I just want to hand it over to you about, like, who you are and how you got to where you are now. And then we'll just chip in and ask you little questions. Okay. Um bit of luck really i think it was <laughs> so yeah i'm mark i'm mark sang uh i'm a plumber uh i started off um doing i'm, I'm a pipe fitter welder by trade so i used to do all stainless steel hygienic pipe work 
Uh, and my first boss, a guy called Andy Richardson, uh, still a really, really good friend of mine. Uh, he basically taught me everything uh, about uh, work ethic and, you know, just getting stuck in and getting getting a job done and whatnot. So I, I owe that dude a lot. He's a, he's a really, really nice guy. Uh, still really good friends with him today. Um, came out of that and, yeah, uh, started doing plumbing. Uh, business is a plumb job. We fit bathrooms and wet rooms and stuff. Uh, and then in between uh, all that, we've got uh, Jules, who's my wife. She's uh, she's basically the awesome one who keeps me out of trouble and makes sure I'm where I am, when I'm supposed, supposed to be. And yeah, if I get parking fine, she's the one that tells me that I've got to pay them and get them sorted. Uh, and then we got I've got two kids, uh, with me and Jules. Uh, one's May, Maylin. Uh, she's 18. Uh, and then we've got Morgan, uh, who's who's twenty. Um, both of the both of the kids are really really good kids. Pain in the bum sometimes, but uh, no, they're both really good kids. Uh, and the stuff that they sort of got themselves into sports wise, we tried them in a load of different types of sports. You know, um, we ne we never really you know we we done the sort of football sort of stuff with them. We done. Uh, you know the karate and jujitsu sort of thing, uh, which which they were good at, but we never really you know pushed them in or, or yeah. I, I see it in airborne um, and you know going to different gyms all around the country and in America and different things. And there's a lot of parents that I feel want it more than the kids. If that yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and I get the the whole thing about sort of living your your life through your kids, but sometimes i've seen it where parents have pushed kids into things and the kids have been really good but the parents have been put that pushy with it it's it's made uh the kids resent doing what they're doing mm -hmm. which has made the parents you know even even you know even madder if you like uh, yeah. he spends a load of money so the the kids sort of found what they liked uh may found well they both started off in gymnastics which i thought was a, a really good footing um you know for, for for where where they started and that was the early days with uh we used to have um uh, new brighton gymnastics we started with uh, a friend of ours daughter um and then it all sort of blew up from there with airborne you know meeting the young kids uh young boys really it was that were coming along then uh, the gymnastics thing you, the, it, it seemed like they weren't uh, able to get into the gyms as easy as the girls were uh, and half the time the girl the boys didn't want to be in sort of you know leotards and whatnot and you know the free running uh, parkour sort of scene was just starting to come out um my boy morgan he got he got right into that and uh, was on youtube seen all these uh, you know amazing people you know we're going back uh, quite a few years you know here you know with we're probably talking around about uh, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, uh, 14, 15 years ago. Watching all these guys jumping around and doing these amazing skills and stuff. And Morgan was like, yeah, that's what I, I want to do. So it sort of grew from there. And then we started meeting like loads and loads of awesome people. Uh, you know, we met the directors. Um, uh, one of the guys called uh, Ryan Doyle, uh, who was a Red Bull athlete for... Yes. Um, 
parkour and free running so he he had uh, he went all over the world uh doing all kinds of cool videos and whatnot um so he was sort of a role model for morgan uh, and another chap called daniel illabacker who's from the wirral, wirral. Mm-hmm. um both really really nice lads you know um liverpool you know it's an it's an amazing melting pot city mm-hmm. um and as, as we know it's a lot a lot based around football uh, yeah. i mean I, I love football myself but mm-hmm. not every i don't feel not every boy or girl yep. uh likes football uh, yeah. and you know liverpool being a city you know we've got two great teams you know liverpool everton not every child fits into that that sort of bracket uh, yeah. and they needed something else. So we, I was starting to meet all these kids that were, um, they just didn't really know what, what to do with yeah. themselves or they didn't have any direction. Gymnastics, you know, football, it weren't their things. But they've they seen groups of lads, uh, you know, on fields or in the city and St. John, uh, John's Gardens doing flips. It's like, mm. you know, this is where I fit in. And it was amazing seeing these kids coming along and sort of... The, they, they were looking for this jigsaw and they were the piece that was, you know, where yeah. I slot in here. Um, and just seeing them, you know, grow from there. You know, most of the uh, the kids uh, in the academy uh, have come through as students, uh, especially when we started, you know, there were students and uh, athletes of, you know, what I taught and, uh, you know, what Ryan had taught. And now they're our coaches. Uh, it's going amazing, through. isn't it? Yeah, so they they've known what we sort of expected at being students of art. So when they're teaching their own coaching style, uh, you know they know what's expected, but they're putting their own spin on it, uh, which, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It's awesome to see. So for those who don't who don't know, Airborne Academy is um, in town by the um, Liverpool Film Studios. You go down the little ramp and you're there. Yeah. And free running and parkour and all of them exciting stuff is when you see these kids or these and they're running along and they jump from one wall to another one and then they land and they do all flips and things. And when you see a lot of the stunts being done in the James Bond and the Marvel type films and the running and jumping through little gaps and holes and things, that's sort of like free run and parkour, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and did you notice all these kids, Mart, because of your tumbling? You know, because you were a tumbling coach, and or was it because more of Morgan watching stuff? Yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, Morgan was watching stuff, uh, and then uh, in the in the early days, as I say, some of the pioneers of the sort of sport were actually from Liverpool and the Wirral. You know, Ryan Doyle was one of the big big ones. Daniel Illabacker, you know, he he was huge, absolutely huge back in the day. You know, he's still, uh, you know, really, really respecting the parkour community now. Um, and these are guys from this area, uh, you know, w- which was brilliant. And that's like, you know, if, if you're in, if you were into football uh, for Morgan, that was like, you know, seeing his Messi or, yeah. you know, his Ronaldo or well, maybe not Ronaldo, maybe his mm-hmm. Gerard or... <laughs> I remember, yeah. I remember meeting Ryan Doyle in, in Airborne and um, just this lad's come over and, you know, with the baggy pants on and he was like, hi, you're right. And I was having a big chat with him and, and then he yeah. woke away and I was like, who's that man? You went, oh, that's right. And I was like, oh my God, that's, and he was Red Bull world champion at the time. Yeah, yeah. And the lad is from Heighton. 
He's from Heighton, yeah, yeah. A lad from Heighton who's Red Bull World Champion who'd just come over and because I was with Mart, just come over and had a little yeah. chat. I you all right, I'm a little, and I thought, yeah. what a great young man, like, you know, and he was, I mean, I'm going back, I don't know how, how long it was, but what a great young man and a great ambassador for the sport and for the young people to see, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And uh, it was, it's like being able to reach out and touch your heroes and, and train with them. Mm -hmm. um, so when the academy, uh, we, you know, we come to, start building the academy and whatnot it was great because you know we had we used to do these things called the pro jam um so parkour being uh it's a very close-knit sort of community worldwide uh so we i knew sort of all all the athletes from you know britain and america and you know all over europe so we do this uh, event called the pro jam uh so it normally ran from a friday up until a monday uh so all of the world's best athletes descended onto liverpool mm -hmm. and they used to stay in the academy well most of them used to stay in our house and, uh, and i used to tell jules jules used to ask how, how, how many people we've got staying oh one or two and you know the house would have like 20 30 people <laughs> over the world but it was it was it, it was such a great you know a great thing to to bring all those sorts of people so we, we get all these professional athletes in, in the in the academy Mm -hmm. but then we'd have all the kids coming and kids would come from all over uh yeah. not just this country uh but you know they'd come far and wide to mm -hmm. come and train with their yeah you know, with, with all these people but so going back to the football sort of thing it's like getting all your sort of top players from all your teams around the world putting them in one building and say go on there's a football go and play football and you know that's how special yeah. it was to these kids uh, but it wasn't just kids, you know, we, we were getting um, uh, the adult, because there's a lot of adults uh, mm -hmm. that's to do free running parkour. But of course, Mark, the venue you've got's amazing, isn't it? It's completely yeah. fitted out for that, the way the floor is dead springy, mm -hmm. every shape, everything to leap off. The kids yeah. just walk in and go, wow. As, you know, the, I can imagine a young person into that the first time they see it. They must just think it's incredible. That was me when I walked in the first time. I was blown away, and you've got the Liverpool skyline, haven't you? You know, on the uh, on the wall, which and and you created Airborne, didn't you? And and it was your vision of how it was no, laid. No, it was collectively, so it was me, me and my wife. There's um, uh, me and Jules, uh, and then there was uh, other directors such as Ryan Doyle, his brother Anthony, uh, mm -hmm. there's Giselle uh, and JP as well. Uh, so there were six of us that sort of came together, all with their own sort of. Um, you know, unique parts to, to bring, you know, a, a bit of ingredients to the uh, sort of uh, cake that we were mixing, you know, and it, I think it needed all those different people, you know, to, because if it was just myself or just me and Jules, it would mm. never have worked. It needed uh, all the different sorts of sides to come in, you know, um, and that's but i think that's how it how it did has worked and has you know carried on uh, yeah. yeah so how many springs are under the sprung floor because the sprung floor when you walk on it is the best it's feeling fantastic. ever yeah i love that uh yeah there's a there's around about nine thousand. i think isn't it yeah yeah, and, and i was having a conversation with you last week about the sprung because we were going to try and put lou in there uh-huh and then get the kids running and flipping and, and throwing the balls at the same time because I think it'd make a dead good video. But 
the floor springs with you know all of them um, but apparently if you stood in one place and you're jumping up and down on the other you do get a bit of a tremor don't you yeah, yeah. when you were telling me about this dead cool spring weren't you about the different levels of spring so when we come to build the academy that it was it was sort of my job you know in the sort of construction sort of thing to you know uh sort of build the whole inside of the academy so you can actually that there is a youtube series called uh called Ryan Doyle raised the roof uh, and it's a six part series of when we get the keys to an empty unit to oh, us gosh. open the door uh, so there's basically me and I start off all you know not happy and nice but you know eight weeks in when uh, kids are swinging off things that aren't actually screwed to the wall and stuff and you just see me going grayer and grayer and more <laughs> moving, moving, which is a great thing to watch so that's Ryan Doyle raised the roof and um, so yeah, it was sort of everything inside of there. We sort of built even down to the you know uh, to the springs and the floor and whatnot. So the, a guy, uh, Jean Christophe, is a really good friend of mine from Tracks Two Thousand. Uh, he does all like the gymnastics equipment. So me and him work together. You know, we used to uh, ring him up. And I used to get up and wake up in the middle of the night and have this crazy idea for this super. Uh, you know, air floor that's got springs underneath it, and whatever I come out with, you go, sounds good. Let's let's build a prototype. So yeah. from that to building the airbag, uh, mm. you know, doing a design, making a prototype of it, mm. then building the whole uh, uh, airbag. You know, he was up for anything, and we build whatever. Some of the stuff worked, some of it didn't. Um, but we started off with foam at the back of the academy, yeah. a big foam pit. Now, foam, foam was like really, really expensive. I think it cost us about 20, 25,000 pounds to fill this yeah, pit. And it, uh, with the amount of users coming into the academy, it only lasted about a year and a half and the foam was breaking down. So yeah. we have to uh, think outside the box and, uh, you know, develop something else. And that's where the airbag sort of came in. And, yeah. and there's all different types of sports that go on there. It's not just parkour and. No, um, no. Things like you know you have the cheerleaders there don't you as well which is a big yeah. part of your life too isn't it and when i went to saw the people doing aerial stuff and you said they were on was it britain's got talent yeah yeah, Ball, yeah. they had all the cheerleaders practicing as well so yeah the, the cheer cheerleading side of it that sort of took over that uh, sort of came from may so may was into the gymnastics uh and then um she found cheerleading uh and there wasn't we we met uh the, the cheer cheer coaches that we had at the, at the time and and uh it you know she really got into uh the cheerleading side it's not when we say cheerleading it's not the uh sort of pom-pom sideline varsity cheer mm -hmm. you know give us an a it's the all-star so it, it there's a lot of uh elements inside of it so you've got the tumbling aspect you've got the dance aspect you got the stunting aspect and jumps to it, uh, and there all those elements are, are put together in a three and a half minute choreographed routine. Uh, so you, you can have anything up to you know up to 30, 32 uh, kids in in the team uh, that are all working together in stunt groups, and you're getting girls thrown up in the air. There, the flyers, and you got the bases, but everybody's playing their own part. So may really really. Uh, you know got into it and enjoyed it and she come she be she you know without sort of bragging about it she could become quite good 
Uh, right. Hang on, I'm just going to stop you there. She quite didn't good. become quite good. She was absolutely phenomenal on it, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she did. Yes, and she uh, got on Team England. She won two gold medals for England, and uh, she then went to train at a club uh, in Coventry called Coventry Dynamite, which are renowned as one of the uh, best teams in the country. Um, but it was in Coventry, and and it was always uh, the night I used to take it down every every Thursday night. Yeah, <laughs> stuck in traffic till two o'clock in the morning, and turn up at B and I at seven. So yeah. five, I was always running on about four hours sleep, full day's work then as well. So I was yeah. always tired yeah. come Friday night. But yeah, that that was uh, massively massively enjoyable. Then the amount of people I met through cheerleading, uh, again not just in this country, you know all over the world and especially in america you know some of the uh my really good friends are over in america and the different teams uh so mm -hmm. she used to go over to florida every year to do the uh the championships and it's just like one big party you know meeting up with all these uh, friends and whatnot yeah. but she's selected uh, for something called infinity gen next uh which infinity uh, they produce all the shoes and the practice work um, so they ran this competition called Generation Next, uh, which was basically what they were doing. They were taking the, the top 50 uh, cheerleaders from all over the world. Now, um, obviously in America, that they, they've got the best cheerleaders, but she got selected. She was the first, uh, you know, she got onto the first gen Generation Next. Uh, and then she got on it the year after as well, and then she aged out then. Oh, uh, but she won, didn't she, Martin? Didn't she win the gold ring? Yeah, so she she won two two, uh, two rings uh, for mm -hmm. England, uh, and then she uh, she came. She got a bronze for Coventry Dynamite uh, in in Worlds as well. So yeah, so she's got some big gold medals and, and a big bronze one as well. So yeah, uh, and and what's really funny is so Jen Postland, who, who Jen and I we used to train. Yeah. Um, I was saying something about airborne or something like that. And then she said, oh, my brother does cheer there. And yeah. Jen's brother was male's bass fella, wasn't he, who like, used to yeah, catch yeah. him. You know, and, they'd know, and it was like, what a small world it is. It's just like... Oh, so John, yeah, John Crossland, yeah, you know, he, he's a boss lad, you know. He, he was one of our coaches at uh, Airborne. Uh, but yeah, he, he he does strongman now, and he look he, he more suited as a strongman because he's got the you know the moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just a phenomenally strong, <laughs> nice guy. Uh, and of course, Martin, you know it's a passion, isn't it, to you to support your kids and the different things. Yeah, yeah. That's all through your and Jules dedication to them, and finding a way for them to access these things. And one of the things that really impressed me that you did was you abseiled down the Radio City Tower for Cash for Kids wearing a cheerleading costume. And, you yeah. it, and I thought you were joking. And then next minute you had it on and you were like, <laughs> and you went slower, didn't you? Because we had, there was another chap there who was quite scared. And so you helped him and then it started raining and you thought, nah. And he just <laughs> dropped down yeah. the so you? that was Tom, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that uniform that I had on, I don't think my groin's still not recovered from, <laughs> from that. Uh, but we were on, we were, we were just on the side, of, teetering on the side of the city tower, and uh, poor Tom, he was absolutely petrified. Yeah. And it, I could see, looking over the river, I could see this storm coming down the river. 
and uh, the messing about, you well, not messing about, but making sure we're all strapped in. Yeah. And we're going down, we went past the glass, and then this rain just started coming down, and it was so, so heavy. But I'm being dead supportive of Tom, like, you know, you can do this, buddy, you've, you've got this, We, you know, I'm going to go down with you, you know, I'm right here by your side. This crack of lightning. <laughs> I said, Tom, sorry, mate, I'm gone. <laughs> Straight down. All I heard was, Mark, don't leave me. <laughs> to be fair, you were wearing a cheerleading costume at the time. And it was yeah. The rain was coming in sideways. That was dead impressive. And then, so in the lockdown, that must have hit quite hard then because so many young people act. I mean, how many young people do you have access in that Airborne Academy each week? I mean, we, uh, I don't know the current stats of what we got back in. Uh, I, you know, as I say, me and Jill's take, taking a big step back now. Uh, we got, you know, there's a cracking bunch of, of guys in there running it. And, the, you know, the directors are still directing there. They're, you know, they're doing an ace job. Uh, but you know, before um, we would get we get between eight and uh, eight hundred and a thousand kids coming through. Well, say kids, uh, you know, they're all you know across all, all ages. Yeah, that's cheerleading, free running, parkour, trampolining, tumbling. We got aerial silks and hoops. Mm. Um, you know, th there's all kinds of different stuff in there. So that, you know, uh, between eight 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 hundred and a thousand. Uh, I believe since we've gone back as well, I think the kids have, uh, I think the thing with the pandemic and the lockdown, you know, mums and dads were homeschooling and kids weren't allowed in school. So I think uh, as soon as everything opened up, it was like, here's my kids, take them. How much money do you want? You know, <laughs> I, I believe that, uh, you know, it's, it, it's done all right, you know, getting the kids back. In. Yeah. So, it's, so it's during the lockdown, then when you know we weren't allowed out and stuff like that, but Airborne carried on, didn't it? You know, and um, I think for online. You know, lots of people went online, and it's you know it's okay as a Joe Wicks type fella saying you know you know you jump yeah. up and down on the spot and you run and you do star jumps, but to be able to teach sort of free running and tumbling and all tricks yeah. and flips uh, online is is hats off to the coaches, isn't it? Yeah, so um, it was it was really tough. I, mean, I can remember coming in and having a moan to you guys on a Friday morning, and being yeah. well, not a moan, but it was, it was sort of a concern because yeah, you know uh, the premises we got, you know, it's a nine thousand square foot uh, warehouse. You know, that costs a lot of money in rent and service charge and everything else. Uh, and it was a little bit touch and go towards uh, you know the, the lock, lockdown sort of thing. You know, no money coming in, but. You know, landlords and everybody still um you know, going, yeah um but the coach you know we, we had a lot of kids uh that you know there, there's a lot of kids there that need the academy and I, I don't say that in a way of you know they're being spoiled brats and they want to be there there's mm. a lot of those kids you know airborne is 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 the thing some of them struggle in school and whatnot but they've got a social circle inside there but but that goes for the uh, for the mums as well. You know, mm -hmm. some parents that use uh, the sort of cat. You know, the, the parents' waiting area as a social area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time, uh, you know, I, I was in the academy day to day with the cheerleading side of things. You know, I was sort of like a big brother to some of the uh, to the kids, and you know, listening to different problems, and mm -hmm. also uh, you know, with some of the parents as well. 
Um, There's lots of the kids who access, you know, um, might have like a challenging behaviour or, um, you know, need to be able to vent off a bit of, you know, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And I think being able to be in, in a safe environment, because the airborne's a very safe environment, yeah. even though they're doing all these mad flips and trips and things, it's a very safe, you know, controlled yeah. environment. So mm -hmm. it's got the discipline and the safe environment, but then they're allowed to express themselves by yeah. twitching and flipping and doing all these cool things. Mm -hmm. To then be told you've got to stay in your own house. I mean, I struggled massively with it. Yeah. Uh, and I had to go out every day, you know, for a run or with the dog or something like that. So for these kids who are used to jumping off walls and all sorts of things three or four times a week to then be staying at home is really tricky for them. And yeah. I think for the coaches to be able to go online and still continue to teach yeah. people who is is a massive credit to, to, to Airborne and, and to the coaches. So how many did you teach online? Well, uh, you know, like the cheerleading coaches, I think that the cheerleaders, uh, the, the actual coaches there, they were missing the kids and missing teaching as much as the kids were yeah. coming into the academy. So, you know, um, the, we have like WhatsApp groups and different stuff going on. They actively wanted to go on and, and do any of this. Now, what you've got to understand, you know, obviously the academy's closed. We stop fees and different stuff. Mm. A lot in the early starts, this uh, sort of start of the pandemic, a lot of the parents wanted to carry on paying, you know, to sort of help Airborne, yeah. which which was absolutely amazing, you know, that because um, they sort of knew would we open back up afterwards, would yeah. we not? Uh, and they wanted obviously to open back up, but cool. yeah, the coaches sort of took it uh, upon themselves and they wrote these sort of lesson plans and they all took it in turns. Um, and yeah, the, it was amazing coming in and watching our May with a, you know, a, a laptop open, and I'll come in going, May, uh, I mean, picked up your washing from downstairs, and May shouting at me, Dad, I'm teaching a class, and I look down, and <laughs> all these kids waving like that, like, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah, you know, so it was amazing seeing uh, the coaches, our head cheer coach Mason, um. You know, he he was heading a lot of the stuff up on there, and but you know that the rest of them just all mucked in, and it, it was great seeing all these little celebrity square faces of the little kids, and yeah, you know, they'd have the dogs and things. It was like, yes, I mean, I, I love dogs, and and they need that. They needed that routine, yeah. that support because it and was seeing friends. the friends again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if you're a very active young person, to then suddenly mm -hmm. have to in the house yeah it's very difficult wasn't it for so many people you know so it was, yeah it and it is the social aspect of going to these clubs and you know we, i always say it's about it's about a sense of belonging so you mm -hmm. want to be able you want to belong somewhere and when you, you know if you go into a football team yeah you become part of that team um and as you say you know i always say like not every boy wants to be a footballer not every girl wants to be a ballet dancer uh -huh. um, and, and years ago there was dancing or footy and that was sort of it and then you know now we're quite fortunate that there's so many amazing sports and clubs yeah. and things out there yeah. and, and it's credited to, to guys like you and and you know Jules and the other directors that and if you haven't been to Airborne you need to go because it is just the coolest place when you walk in um yeah. it just it's just got a vibe about it and I think everybody in there there's no egos in there is that you know and I think that's part of the yeah, the part of the professionals are everyday people still. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, now it, it is. It's it has. It, you know, that was one of the things that uh, 
you know, you can build all the fancy gyms and, you know, the world, you know, uh, we, we were big on sort of the aesthetics of the black and the red to make yeah. everything look nice and whatnot. But something that I don't think you could buy is that sort of uh, thing when you, you do go in, you, you are right, there is that sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice, friendly atmosphere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter your sort of skill set either or you know um if you think oh I'm, i might be a little bit too big for this or parkour's not you know free run is not about that cheerleading's not about that you know um you know we, we've had the, the conception of oh well i can't be a cheerleader because they're all young little tiny things you know we, we've got a, a mum's team called albert uh, and, you know, I need to join that one. <laughs> what the, it, it's it's mums of the team, uh, and we got our, our cheer coach is a lady called Sarah Hall, who's been been in cheerleading I think since it started, and she just loves coaching. She comes all the way from Manchester uh, every, every week, and these mums are just the craziest, wildest, funniest <laughs> mums you've ever seen. But they go, they go to the competitions with the kids and compete. Oh, and, amazing! That's you know, some people might think that's a little bit weird or, or funny, but you know the laughs that these women have. Uh, you know, it, I think you need a little Netflix docu series on that. Little Netflix yeah. docu series going on about uh, the Albert uh, cheerleading group. I was talk about it, and they were asking me because we, we, I ran out and got a lot of sponsorship. You know, in the early days with a lot of the directors in, in the the academy because we saw sponsored by uh, Red Bull and Futsal yeah. and Ghost GoPro. So they, they, they wanted me to go uh, and approach Tenor Lady for them. <laughs> <laughs> to sponsor the Alpeds. That's amazing. That's a good show, isn't it? Because it will promote their business, Tanalee. Why not? Yeah. That'd be the coolest advert that they've ever made. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, but no, they'd they, they, be they, they well up for that. Yeah. So, considering Martin's not a very interesting guest and he couldn't talk about anything, he's just ace. But we are going to have to just move on to other things. And I think we could have probably spoke for another, like, 27 hours because we haven't covered everything that you do. Um, But um, any red face moments, anything slightly embarrassing that's happened that, you know, can you share with us? Um, Oh. I, I do I do lots of stupid stuff on a daily. Uh yeah, the stupid cool. stuff that I do on a daily, I don't even uh, realise I'm doing it until Jules tells me <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. Uh yeah, uh, I can't think offhand, but I remember there was this one once time that uh I've not long met Jules actually and I'm driving along in my car and this car flashing like mad with this bunch of lads in it. I was like, well, what's their problem? What's their problem? So I stopped the car and get out. You know what? What's the matter? What's what's up with you? He goes, you haven't got your lights on, mate. Walk <laughs> <laughs> back to the car. I was like, that happened to me. I was waving to everyone, thinking, look at me. I'm dead popular with all these people. Flash. <laughs> you didn't have your lights. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then you're like that. Oh, that's why the flashing. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Stan? Anything embarrassing happens? Not too bad. Um, this week, nothing massively humiliating. But did go to get these chaps to collect a load of furniture for me, bedroom furniture and a washing machine. And they came without the washing machine. And I was like, where's the washing machine? Which I'd been looking forward to. Um, so that's that, but not too bad. Um, 
but that's no not red face so no, i think i think i think i'm cool this week as well oh so God. we're going to move i know no, what's going yes. on yeah that's yeah. Insane, isn't it um, shout out to the grown-ups what grown-ups have done amazing things um this week san any grown-ups for you yeah, 100%. i'm giving a shout out to you and our own and because the people who moved the wardrobes left them in my hall. And we couldn't get past, well, I could get past, but I was concerned other people mightn't be. And I've got um, me, a uh, sister from Scotland, my half-sister from Scotland's coming to stay with me, which I'm really excited about for a few days. And I thought, well, I don't want those wardrobes in the hall when she gets here. And you, Andrew, the flat pack queen of the world, and our own and pulled apart the wardrobes, and got them upstairs, which the those people said could never happen. So I'm delighted. So we were just uh, lazy, just saying. Uh, pardon. They were just wow. lazy. The people who well, bought the furniture. I'm saying. But anyway, yes, moving yeah. swiftly on. Um, so I'm going to give a shout out to me, Auntie to me auntie battle and me uncle ron so oh. could have been coming over last week and they were a little bit auntie battle was a bit poorly so they couldn't make it so i went over on sunday to see how they were and our office is a vinyl only office so he said when i went over he went oh he said i've dug out some vinyl for you and i was like okay anyway i got about 25 records and i took a photograph of every single one and put them on facebook today and my Fair Lady soundtrack, which is one of my all-time favourite films. So I've had that on in the office today. And everyone, they've just been like, what the hell? I'll be having it on in the morning, Helen, when I'm in with oh, them. There's loads. There's like Matt Monroe, there's Dean Martin, there's Frank Sinatra. No, I'll have My Fair Lady on. I had a bit of Ella Fitz, Fitzgerald on. and Oh, it was just amazing. Who are all these people? I know. I was, everyone else would be the same, Mars. Who, what? <laughs> <laughs> any any shout out to the grown-ups for you mart yeah i'm gonna give uh our new uh academy manager uh emma trainer uh yes. a shout out so emma is one of our was one of our cheerleading coaches she was one of our cheerleading students and she's come through uh and now she's our academy manager uh really? so she started yeah. last week uh so i'm wishing her all the best of luck and um I'm sure she's just going to smash it. So she's got so many. She'll be amazing because she's she's lived and breathed it, and so she mm -hmm. knows how it runs, and she knows the ethos and the, the the values that you all share. So she'll just absolutely nail it. Well done, Ems. Um, so Mart, we're quickly running out. a positive challenge. A positive challenge. Uh, so I like. Uh, I bought Jules a camper van for her uh, her birthday. Mm -hmm. So we've been going out and, you know, doing not, not so much lately because it's been a bit colder, but uh, we've been going out and doing different things, you know, going to Scotland and different stuff. But I like doing, you know, going up climbing or going walking or uh, doing a bit of cold water swimming or, or anything like that. So I think uh, people should just, even if it's something small, like what I would consider small, like Sandra going in a kayak, I'm just hopping around, which is a big thing for her. Yeah. <laughs> so try try and do something a little bit, you know, that scares you a little bit. Challenge you know, yourself. Challenge and yourself. Me with my own words, Helen, because I when know. he said about it and he said, to, and I was like, no, Mark, no, I hate water. You don't understand, blah, blah, blah. And then he went, well, hang on a minute. He said, you're always saying your comfort zones, your failures. Don't. And I was like that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's one of the best things I've ever <laughs> You did it. 
you did it it was amazing it was mm -hmm. so time is running out i want to say a massive massive thank you mart time has flown which i knew it would you're an amazing guest an amazing human being everybody get down to airborne because it is an amazing place um and sandra you've been amazing as ever and mart is going to give us our closing quote that he lives by every day go on so you asked me this before in the uh sort of uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I live by if, if you can't win, cheat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jules will tell you the same. That, 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 that is my, uh, that's my mantra. If you can't win, cheat. <laughs> Which is amazing. And on that note, we're going to say thank you very much to everybody. Have a great week. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. All, next all week. right. Thanks, ladies. I know. Bye.